The author, Edith Margaret Clarkson, was born in 1915 in rural Canada. Throughout her life, the poor woman was plagued by pain, initially from migraines accompanied by, sorry about this, convulsive vomiting, and then arthritis, uh, two ailments that accompanied her continually. Later she wrote that her mother told her that her very first words were, my head hurts. At age three, Margaret, or Margie as her friends knew her, contracted juvenile arthritis and became bedbound. Uh, she recalled the pain as well as the bald spot she wore on the back of her head from lying in bed so long. Her family later moved to Toronto. She was about four. From that point on, she grew up in downtown Toronto or Ontario, Canada. The street they lived on was, quote, a long one with high steeple church at either end. Margaret's family attended the closest one, St. John's Presbyterian Church. She later described her time at this church, which has significant impact upon her as growing up in the heart of a large evangelical church. Margaret was active in church, though she felt no kindred connection, remembering that she was different from everybody else that she knew. Through memorization, Margaret won a hymn book from her Sunday school, which she would love to climb in a tree to the highest point possible and sing. Margaret found great comfort and strength in hymns. She would leaf through the pages, reading, noting authors and composers. She gained a sense of the community of saints when she did this, which led naturally to search for other writings. She came in contact with such people as John Bunyan, John and Charles Wesley, Martin Luther, John Newton, Paul Gerhardt, Isaac Watts, and Fanny Crosby. As she did this, she began to see the church as one long, continuous, living stream of the grace of God in which she too had a place. Along with her love of the outdoors, Margaret experienced recognition for her writing efforts. She enjoyed uh, playing with words and phrases, savoring as sweet morsels those that most delighted her, as she later wrote. At age 10, she had her first published work, a poem on the New Year that took second place in a contest for children under age 16. It was also at this age that she gained an assurance of faith in Christ during a series of children's meetings based on Bunyan's Pilgrim's Progress. Within the next year, Margaret had confessed her faith in Christ to the church and joined St. John's Presbyterian. She was able to recite all 107 questions and answers of the Westminster Shorter Catechism. Uh, Shortly thereafter, Margaret began writing verse more or less regularly, publishing in parish magazines and Sunday school papers. In addition to these new forms of expression, Margaret began to learn to play piano, and the hymn book was her chief teacher. She went on to be educated at Toronto's Teachers College and the University of Toronto, and she's taught elementary school in Ontario for 38 years. She was a gifted, natural writer who published hundreds of poems, articles, songs, sketches, and 17 books in seven languages. Hymn writing was her first love, and it sprang from her lifetime of Bible study, personal experience of living as a Christian, and a disciplined lyrical expression. Urbana, you may not know, but I'll tell you, is a major Christian student missions conference for five days at the end of each December. It's sponsored by University Christian Fellowship and has spawned many a missionary career. The very first conference was in 1946, and they requested this hymn, which Miss Clarkson wrote for that event, and it launched a long-standing relationship between Miss Clarkson and the Urbana conferences. Throughout her life, 
Margaret Clarkson seemingly experienced every form of suffering that one could experience. I didn't mention some, but I'll mention them now. A broken home, financial strain, loneliness, isolation, constant physical pain. However, through it all, she continued to place her faith and trust in her Savior, and during a life of trial, she sensed God's grace and mercy and communicated that to others by providing the church with hymns testifying to his sovereignty, his love, and his power. At the 1992 National Convention, the Hymn Society of the United States and Canada named Miss Clarkson a Fellow of the Society for her contributions to hymnody. She died on March 17 of 2008, back in Toronto, Ontario. This hymn belongs to a group of hymns stemming from the New Testament known as a Christ hymn. Its governing purpose is to extol the person and work of Christ. Additionally, for this hymn, because the praise is directly addressed to Christ, it's also a prayer. Each stanza makes a specific contribution to the praise of Christ. Stanza 1 praises Christ as creator and sustainer. Stanza 2 praises him for his work in completing our substitutionary atonement and frees us from the condemnation of the law. Stanza 3 praises him as the source of truth and wisdom and therefore the answer to the human quest for answers. Stanza 4 praises Christ as a source of life in multiple forms and stanza 5 has a change of direction. Tying, what you'll notice, is the youth and strength of that youth mission conference to serving Christ in missions or anywhere. And here's the only place in the hymn that there's rhyming of the lines as a bit of a crescendo or a climax. So this hymn is filled with New Testament declarations about Jesus. I'll just list one place from the New Testament that you'll notice as we sing it. Colossians 1, 16 and 17. For by him all things were created in heaven and on earth, visible and invisible, whether thrones or dominions or rulers or authorities. All things were created through him and for him, and he is before all things, and in him all things hold together. Colossians 1, 16 and 17. Watch for that. So let's sing all five verses of this hymn, We Come, O Christ, to You. <laughs> 